TLDR, you guys are awesome. I don't know about you, Nicholas, but I am fucking pumped. Pump. I am pumped and jacked, baby. Welcome <laughs> back to TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunk in crime. Together, we are the Woodward and Bernstein of the DSG, and we have a fucking action-packed October solicit for everyone today. Yeah, uh, and somebody's apparently trying to get pumped here. I don't know what this is about. Like, are you asking me to? Uh, we're doing this virtually, just so everybody knows. Like, we, we're not in the same room, so I don't know what Joe's talking about. When he says pump. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, we and we'll talk about this just a second. But you had said the word "get off" uh, to uh, the person we were interviewing yesterday, and that gave me quite the chuckle. Yeah, that was um, that was something. Yeah, we had you know, aside from me maybe getting a little a little vulgar with Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans, I thought the the interview went really well. So. Uh, for those who haven't listened to it yet, we had the creators of Die on, and of course, Kieran's done other work, and Stephanie Hans has done a bunch of cover work, and it looks like she's going to do another project with Kieran, and I got to imagine, Joe, this is just the start for her doing interior pages, as long as she wants to keep doing it. Of course, she doesn't want to just stick to covers, but I'll tell you what, man, that all came together in um, short time, and Kieran's somebody who you we had, you know, he does a bunch of Marvel stuff, of course, but you introduced me to once in future i'd seen it already i didn't end up, i was like ah, i don't know i wasn't as on indies quite that hard yet outside of image and then you brought me you, you went and talked about it on the show and then at some point i think it was after we had scott on because scott was the first guest we had on the show scott snyder for those who don't know and after that i think that's when i tried to get karen on and i tried to get him on through boom and then i think you had talked about die at that point but i hadn't read it i ended up waiting a little bit longer to read die and then in that time like i fell in love with die we almost had him on through boom but then it kind of just petered out and i just was like okay we'll get back to it at some point we'll find a way down the line and then as we've kind of been working with image a little bit more recently the opportunity presented itself and then we had him and stephanie and it's like holy shit and i'm just, like we're both still coming down from it because it's just like this is it was it was great we had a blast with the interview and uh, there was a lot there yeah, a lot to unpack for sure. I mean, it was it was a dense book, and 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 so unpacking that, especially that that final issue, which you know drops, you know, when you're listening to this on Wednesday on New Comic Book Day. It was it was Stephanie said it was bittersweet, right? Because I mean, this is a book that I mean, for only being twenty issues long, it's three years that it first came out. So like, they were really in it for long haul, and there were long pauses, you know, throughout, but as much as we wanted the story to continue this, it was a very fitting end, you know, uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's not that it's over, over, you know, he's going to be expanding the world of die through his uh, role, through the die role playing game, but they, they very much, you know, said they could revisit it somewhere in the future. And that's the beautiful thing with this. That's a beautiful thing with just fantasy stories, you know, in general is yeah. that once you've created the world, right, you can go in any sort of direction with it, whether you want to revisit, the same characters or, you know, just spin something off from another char character because that world is so rich and so vast that they could do anything with it. And it's going to be a knockout. And it's amazing how, you know, with, we, we see it with, 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 um, with once in future as well, where Kieran is constantly bringing in these new characters, the characters that we're familiar with and different lores and everything. And stuff that we normally wouldn't like King Arthur and now what happened in the last issue, we're, we're far enough removed that we can mention that, uh, who we saw in the last issue of Once a Future, we saw Medusa, and huh. it's like, well, wait a second, 
we got Medusa and we have King Arthur and, and you know we've seen all these other characters too. This is freaking this is outstanding. So it's just it's going to keep growing. But at the same time, as much as we love Dan Moore's artwork, it has a very different vibe. They have created this chaotic world and everything, but it's still happening. It's two worlds merged now. Whereas as much as that's you know close to happening in the course of Die, it, the the world of Die feels very separate. And he always talks about like how it's supposed to be expansive and there's so many parts of Die that we haven't gotten a chance to visit that who knows, maybe maybe he does with, with Stephanie down the line, but Stephanie's art did such an amazing job of like just giving it this crazy feel. And I think he called it, was it elegant that he said? Yeah. Or, I mean, her art is like that. And, I, and I've said it before too. Like it's, that isn't normally the style I'm looking for in a comic book, but it was perfect for what we got yeah. in this. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is gallery worthy art, yeah. you yeah. know, that, that, that she's created. And, and I would say the difference really between die and, and once in future, you know, aside obviously from the story is that again, you know, with die, it's, 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 it's its own entire world. You can, you can, you know, work within that it's it's sort of limitless whereas with once in future you know I, i've said this uh, you know once or twice before like at some point there does need to be an end mm. like i don't feel like once in future could be infinite you could revisit that world with other characters and tell other stories mm -hmm. there's very much a linear path you know while it might you know up and down and all around to get there there's still point a and point b you know that it has to get to for you know for the story to conclude yeah, and with Die 20, because not to jump ahead of what's new for this week in comics, we'll, we will talk about other stuff too. We have to get some to catching up, of course. But with Die 20, you get an ending with the characters within this story, the first characters of Die that we're being introduced to. But it's very, like, like I think Kieran said, it's soft ending in the course yeah. of the interview. And that's absolutely it because it's a hard ending for those characters, although they could go back to the world of Die for sure. But you, you, there's no need to go back to them. I would be stunned if Kieran wants to revisit the world right. of Die with them. However, there are absolutely other characters that you could, that you could bring in. You could just create new characters in the, you know, in the world and bring them over to the world of Die. And it would be perfect. It would be great. I'd love to see it. So, yes. Yeah, so or you could just... Other characters that are in the world of that, you can go and do stuff with them as well. There's just, there are a lot of different directions that they could take this in. And it seems like Stephanie would be open to anything, you know, if they want to do stuff going, yeah. if he wants to do something going forward. So hopefully they do that. You know, I, I taking a break, totally understand it. Um, or not going back to it too. They don't have to, if they don't nope. want to It'd be fine. Yeah. Well, because, you know, it, I think the RPG, you know, he said it and Kieran said in the interview that, you know, every every game that you play is essentially canon because it happens within that world. So there's there's an element or an aspect to the story continuing on, you know, for those who play the game and, and do the campaigns and things of that nature. So and he's going to write more material for that and this whole all this stuff. So like dies not completely done. It's just done in this sort of iteration of it. Right. right. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm in as much as you and I were frustrated when we found out that the, the fourth arc was their final arc. It's like, oh, well, you know, they, they brought it home in the end. They like yeah, seriously. Right. And, and for those who haven't read die that, you know, all the other trades are out so far. We're not sure when the, the, the last one's coming, but we'll, you know, if we, you know, if that pops up on our radar, we'll make sure to let you know, but honest to God, Joe, I think that there was only one issue in the course of the entire series out of 20 issues that I was kind of like, all right, I'm not as satisfied coming out of that one. And even then, it's just like it was still like everything else was kick ass. That's yeah. that's the thing. Like the bar was set sky high. Where like if you step down a notch, it's like, come on, like this this isn't what I fucking wanted. And it was just so, it was just knockout series. 
Yeah, we had a lot of action up until that point. And I think because we knew this series was coming to the end and, and sort of where everyone was at in that particular issue yeah, with it, with there not being a lot of action and, and not knowing how the plane was going to land, I could see why that, I think it was issue 17. Why, it was 17. Why it was a little like just lower than, than some of the other ones, but then where they went from that point on. Yes. Absolutely. And, and and I would imagine too, for a lot of people, when you look at 17 or when you, like, if you go back and read it for the first time and you just binge it or whatever, you're not, you're probably not going to feel that way about 17. Like I did, or like you yeah. and I did, because it's just, we're going through at that point, we're both reading it week by week and, and everything. So it's sad to see it come to an end, but satisfying ending. And maybe they dabble the world of die will be dabbled with continuously going forward with the weather through the game. And maybe we get another story, but um, those characters, I'm happy if we never see them again, as much as they were interesting characters. Yeah, you know they, they achieved everything and, and accomplished and sort of, you know, sort of, you know, like there's no more growth for those yeah, characters. Absolutely. Now, I do want to ask you, though, um, I, I was stunned when we asked Stephanie who her favorite character was or who she who like resonated with her most. And I and she because she said Chuck. For for me, and now not to say the character that I resonate most with, but the one that I found most interesting is Ash. I mean, that's my favorite character in the story. He, he's the one that the straw that stirs the drink. Do you feel the same way? Well, I think Ash is the most complex yep. character, no doubt, because dealing with sort of dual things with, mm -hmm. you know, with that character. Legitimately, yeah, literally, yeah. I love Matthew. Oh, okay. I love nice. Matthew, the, the, the idea of grief and, and, and sort of what Garen was, you know, Garen, Kieran was talking about, you know, with, with, you know, these, you know, with these emotional nights, with the grief nights, right. You know, grief is just one of, you know, <laughs> dude, he brought that shit about the joy nights. I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. He really blew my mind with that. And then he blew my mind when he, when he said, well, Chuck is Gollum. And I go, oh, yeah, fucking right. Wow. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. That was, a, that was amazing. Yes. I mean, but yeah. that's just shows like his mind too. Like in for those again, who haven't listened to the interview yet, can't recommend it enough, but you think that Joe or I can go off the rails with something that we're talking oh. about. Lord knows that I yeah. do it a ton. Kieran is like next level, but it's all brilliant. It's unlike yeah. you and me where it's ramblings of madmen. with him. It's just like, holy shit. Like this, this guy's playing Chinese checkers. And we're playing regular checkers. It just we're makes no winks. Tiddly, yeah, Jax or something. So, anyways, um, we we so can't say enough great things about them. Hopefully, we get a chance. I, you know, who, who knows what's going on with Stephanie for sure next? We're not sure what her next project is. We know her and Kieran are talking about something, but hopefully, we can check in with her down the line. It seems like we may have a chance to talk to Kieran again at some point. Of course, or we'd love to when it comes talk to him about once in future. We had no time to do that. Usually, we get yeah. to talk about a bunch of different work with with the um, writers that we have on, but. It was all die, baby. All yeah. of it. And it was die, great. die took up the entire hour. And, yeah. Uh, one Eternals question, though. We got one Eternals question. We did. Yes. For those who, who are in, who want to hear more about him writing Eternals and with the movie coming out. So we got one in there for you all. But anyways, Joe, we've wasted enough time. It's time to catch up. And truth be told, you didn't. You only caught up really on one thing. Yeah, die. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now I wanted, I, I wanted to reread and get ready for the interview. And uh, yeah. Of course. Now, for me, I ended up – I did read a few things, and I've read quite a bit of horror stuff recently because I'm trying to get my list ready for Dorktober because they're going to do – I don't know if they're going to do a micro-dork or whatever it is they have planned for that. But Joe already has his list set, although you almost revised it. Mine is close to being set. I'm going through two other things that I need to consider that I haven't read yet. But I also finished Bunny Mask, which I, I want to put on my list, but it's only the first arc 
that finished and it was really, really good. And I am going to talk about it on the show, but it's just like, hotel. I mean, if it's good enough, Nick, if it's good enough, put it on. But the thing is though, Joe, like hotel is an anthology series. And I know we're getting a second hotel set. And I haven't, I've got I, hotels. One of the books that I have to look over to consider for this list. And that's one I, I had put off for too long. Um, but with hotel, like that's where their individual stories, that's different. It has a different vibe to it. So, right. Well, right. They're, 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 Bunny Mask is one continuous story, and it's going to continue into the second arc. So I feel like me saying, me putting it in these rankings is going like if it was just one thing, like like witches, one short thing, and that's it. That would be different. But, but have this, you read Hotel yet? I haven't. No. Right. So there is sort of a. I talked about this when I talked about the the book. You know, there is sort of a. It does close a loop. You know, in at the end of the first book, like, like okay. I said, they're all separate stories, but they all come together at well, the end okay we'll see we'll see how i feel i mean there i, I don't want to th those are you know those are books that are in consideration for my list and there are a few others um i i'm pretty you know that's a fair point i like i said i still got to read hotel before i make my final decision on that but bunny mask i will be talking about that that will be the first book i do for october of course we have tldr 50 coming up next week we got something special planned for that it's going to be a little bit different um because you know 50 of course is, is an important issue i think we're labeling that as our omnibus if i'm not mistaken right i believe so yep yes so okay so we have all that and we're still not, not at what's new just yet, as much as this could be a loaded friggin' issue today. Um, we also have been talking about doing a draft for Scott Snyder's new series of books that are coming up because he's got eight, right? And he's going to be doing – and I heard him talking about it recently in one of his um, newsletter, like um, things that he does. Like a, He has like a podcast for it. And um, he's going to have three books coming out in October. And I think he's going to be three – th those three books are going to have two issues apiece, but they're like loaded issues. Yeah. The wait's not going to be that long on my end if I don't get a certain book. Um, but because there's one book we're both, you know, we really are dying for. Um, but then, and then I think it's going to be the same case with the others. I can't necessarily speak to that. But I, so it sounds like it's going to be essentially four issues, but in, they're double sized issues. Basically, we're getting three of the eight books by the end of this year. Yes. Right. Yep. And then the other ones, like, I think that was in December, I thought. Well, it's if you look closely, it says December like 12, 31, 22, 12, 31, 22. So they all said twenty two. Uh, so that was a typo, or if that was like, we'll just put this date there because it could come anytime. Gotcha. Within, you know that. Year. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. So so unclear on that one. Got it. Okay. So either way, um, with these books, you know, Joe and I want to read all of them. There's no question about it. It's Scott Snyder, of course, we 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 like his work a lot. We've had him on the show more than anybody so far. Um, and and we want to we, we want to read these books. And then of course, when you got the artist that he's attached to for all this yeah. too, it's like, oh, of course. But we also want to do the books on the show like we do with everything else, and we want to stick to our rules. And the original rules of this show were that you are only going to be – we only can talk about books that the other person has not read in their entirety. Now, we may read the first issues, but we can't read the entire things because if we ever want to have a conversation with Scott about these down the line. Right. But we got it. So we're going to draft these. Joe and I decided on this. I think this was your idea, Joe. And uh, I got to find that coin. Oh, where it is. So – we're going to flip a coin. Joe and I have not decided yet who is going to get the first pick. Okay, we're going to go one, one, right? Like, or we're going to do serpentine style. No, we'll just go back and forth. It's only eight books here. We'll just go back. Okay, and back and forth. Okay, so um, the books that we have as options, we have we have demons by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Joe, why don't you read all of these off? Okay, so we have demons, uh, Snyder and Capullo. This drops uh, next week. Uh, do you want me to do the synopsis for these? No, as well? no, no, okay. no, no, it's okay. Uh, clear. 
by Snyder and Francis uh, Francis uh, Manipal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Night of the Ghoul, Snyder and uh, an artist I'm I'm starting to appreciate a lot more lately. Frank uh, Frank Avila. Okay. Uh, Barnstormer. Francisco Francavilla, just so everybody knows. Yes, yes, it's, yes, it's, yes. It's, it's, no, no, you're fine. It's just yeah. that I would think that's his full name if you didn't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Barnstormers uh, by Snyder and another great artist, uh, Tula Lote. Uh, Dudley Dotson and the Forever Machine. This is Snyder and a team I'm not familiar with, Eagle and Castro. Mm, no, no, uh, Canary, Snyder and uh, Panesian. This one looks really good. Yeah, uh, I mean, they all do, to be honest. Well, with yes, you. yes. Duck and Cover by Snyder, and I love uh, the artist here, Raphael Albuquerque. Yeah, of course, everybody knows from American Vampire, the team yep. there. And then, uh, <sighs> ooh, baby, Book of Evil, Snyder and Jock. Yes, I have. I don't know where you stand on all these. I know Capullo is number one on our on our draft boards, but after that, I don't know where you stand, and I don't really care to know because I'm not sharing shit with you. So, because this is. Um, this is a fight right now. We're putting our friendship aside for a quick second. So, of course, I have uh, tails here, heads. Okay, you can at least make out the head side pretty clearly. This is not a two-faced coin as much as that would be appropriate for our show. Joe, you want to call it in the air? Yes. Okay, I'm going to call it as it lies. I'm not going to do the flip at the end. Okay. Okay. Head. Oh no, I dropped it. Dumbass. This is perfect. Oh, it's spinning now. All right, I'm not looking. I'm going to do a reroll. Yeah, I'd say so. Do you want me to do a reroll or do you want me to uh no, no flip it flip it again? Okay. Don't fucking chuck it across the room. Okay, got it. Okay. You, you called heads? Yeah. Oh buddy, it's tails. It's supposed to flip it. No, I said I'm not flipping it. Bullshit. I Thanks. said I called it beforehand and I'm not flipping it. I think it was tails the first time too, if I'm being honest. I didn't check. All right, take, like it was quick. Take, All right. Take the goddamn book. I win. Do you have anything to say before I make my pick? You want to make a trade or anything like that? What I want to say to you is not appropriate for the show. Oh well, okay, all right. Um, then I, hmm, so I got the first overall pick for all these books. God, this is tough. I, I guess already wrote, I already wrote demons down. You got it, Nicholas. Mm, we have demons by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo is mine. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> so you, I'm taking clear. You are gonna take clear. Okay, nice. All right, so hmm. So, you know, this is now I could go with two books in this month, or I could go and make a smart pick for the future because sometimes you gotta, you gotta make wise investments. I mean, I'm I gonna, was gonna take this book, but I didn't want to wait until possibly December of 2022 to read it. I, you know what, Joe? If I had to say this book I'm second most excited for, it's probably Book of Evil by Scott yeah. Snyder and Jock. Sorry, not sorry. This is why I didn't want to talk about this shit with you. No, I was gonna take oh. it, I just didn't want to have to wait that long to read it. Okay, all right. Well, you can take another book for the, for October, so you don't have to wait for that one. Yeah, I'm taking Night of the Ghoul. Oh my god, I'm making out like a bandit. I'm gonna take Canary. I cannot believe it. I got my top three books for this. Well, no, Clear looks pretty freaking awesome. I was, I was, they all look good, but I mean, I was, wow, yeah, okay. So you got Canary, so Canary. then I will take. Uh, I'm gonna take duck and cover. Okay. Now everybody was really okay. Everybody was really. Hold up. You, you took Night of the Ghoul, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So right now we have Barnstormers and Dudley Datsun in the Forever Machine. Um, I think I I think you were really excited about Lotte because I don't think she she it's she right. I don't think yeah, she's totally. done um in, interior artwork for a while. But I this Dudley Datsun thing seems weird, and I wonder. I, I don't know how Scott always does with weird. Like we know he does with scary. So I'm actually gonna go with Dudley Datsun in the Forever Machine. Okay, 
Wow, I made out like a freaking bandit. Well, what happens when you cheat and you get the first fucking pick? Hey, man, I'm the one that had the coin. You asked me if I had a coin. <laughs> okay, so you took uh, Demons, Book of Evil, uh, Dudley, and what was the other one you got there? Um, uh, Book of Evil, Dudley, and Canary. Canary. Yep. All right. Wow. Well, okay. well I, I mean, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, I've got three books by a, a, a you know a tag team that I really love. Like I mean, yes, I would have loved to have you know the. I mean, we, the, we all know the goddamn Capullo book was you know numero there's, uno. There's you know, a reason it's number. That's the first they're releasing. And I mean, I really did want the Jock book, but feel bad. again, I feel bad. I'm looking forward to reading all these books before you. You get to fucking wait. So have fun with that because all your books are slated to come out except for one in 1231.22, according to Amazon. So hey man, patience know. is a virtue that and it's something that I possess. So I'm yeah. gonna be able to read Canary before you're gonna have to wait and you have to wait on Jock and yeah. you're gonna have to wait on Capullo. You mean dude, you, you can say whatever you want, but I I won this. I don't care what anybody says. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, clear, I mean, uh, uh, clear just sounds awesome. That was as I was writing down the synopsis, you know, for all these books, like I'm, I'm like, Oh, dude, this one's, this one's going to be really fucking good. So, yeah. you know, while you want to, you know, you know, rub my fucking face in it, I'm going to tell you what, I got some damn good books here. You did. You absolutely did. The, all these I'm excited about. I hate, I honestly hate the idea of having to wait on any of them, but for the sake of the show and what we do, it makes perfect sense. Anyways, Joe, it is now time, finally, to get to what's new this week in comics. And from DC this week, we have Action Comics 1035, Robin 6, which you, of course, are reading, Batman Superman 33, which I don't know how that's still going on. I didn't know it was at 33. It's, it's 33? 23. 23. 23? Okay. Um, Superman 78, issue 2, which neither of us are reading. I kind of thought you were going to give this one a look, but... It's just not something that necessarily interests me. So, uh, uh, real quick, so I would have decided for the Superman for these sort of like retro books for Superman seventy eight, Batman eighty nine. Uh -huh. I'm waiting till the trade comes out. Ah, uh, okay, all right. I, I'm gonna keep reading Batman eighty nine the whole way through, and it's been solid. But like, yeah. I, I don't. I'm Keaton's like I like Keaton, and I know we just don't change my mind where I praise him a ton for like he, for that list that we did, but. Keaton's not like someone for me where it's like, oh my god, like here's Batman. I love yeah. he's good. Don't get me wrong, but. I grew up on Bale and the animated series more so than anything. But anyways, uh, we move on. We have Legend of the Dark Knight 5, w Wonder Woman Black and Gold 4. I'm reading Batman Reptilian 4. That came out this week. Very uh, That's solid. Um, it's been, I mean, what am I saying? It's been, that's, that's Gar Garth Dennis. It's been outstanding. That's, that's him and Liam Sharp. Um, I've been loving this series. I will talk about that in the show when this is done. Uh, Detective Comics 1034, which you are reading. And then we had a couple of first issues. But before we get to those, uh, tell me what you thought about this week's Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue three. I mean, Tom Taylor can't miss right now. He mm. really can't. Uh, just there's all these father-son moments. I don't know if, if Taylor is channeling something between, you know, him and his father or, you know, if he's got kids, him and, you know, he's, he's, he's tapped into something right now, whether it's, you know, Clark and Jonathan, or, you know, it's, um, you know, Bruce and, and Dick, like there's just these moments in both Nightwing and Superman, uh, you know, son of Kal-El that have just been absolutely tremendous. And then the way that this book ended, did you read it yet? I have not. No, I'm actually two issues behind on this. As much as I Holy am going to read. Holy shit! The way this issue ended, man. Oh man! Like huh. I'm telling you. 
Well, I, look, okay, now I fully intend to read this, but I've only read the first issue. Okay, and of course, think, you know, things fall behind on stuff. It, it's going to happen in this, you know, the nature of this show, right? Would you rather I hold off on reading this so that way you can talk about it on here at some point? I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll leave that up to you, honestly. I mean, it's really good, and I and I'll love, I would love to talk about it when the time comes. But all right, then I'm going to if you if it's something you think you would want to talk about in this show normally, then I'm going to hold off on it. Is that how you feel I, about it? do it okay all right sounds good um now a book that i thought for sure you were going to read this week and you don't even like i understand you you could be getting to it but we have our things marked down looks like this is not on your radar deathstroke inc issue one from joshua williamson came out this week i'm surprised you, you so you don't have interest in this or i do i just i just didn't get to it and I uh, uh, okay 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 i haven't so, read it yet so this is the and i reviewed this for geeks worldwide this has a feel where it's like it's going to be dealing with um Real, like real, real themes and everything like that, and that was kind of what was happening. That's definitely what's happened with Christopher Priest run on Deathstroke, which I have talked about on this show previously for a full episode. Um, it's going to be dealing with some real stuff there, and basically, if, like, for Slade, it's like kind of shit or get off the pot for him at this point with how he's approaching things in life, and I like that. But then, to a blank on the artist's name, and I apologize for that, but it has a different vibe to it where the with priest run it was more like i don't want to say epic in in the artwork but it was like who's the who's the artist on wonder girls jo the art the same it's the writer too is it joelle jones i always forget her oh yeah i don't know if the top but it. it's a similar vibe to that where it's a little sharper and it has a little more of an action feel whereas this the art on this one it's like it does have that action feel but it seems like it's like there, there's a little bit more fun that's trying to be had in this series exactly. and i and i love that um so very glad to see the character back on, you know, having his own title. And Black Canary is a fun addition too. And then from DC, we also got Batman versus Bigby issue one, which I read actually a little bit sooner uh, because it was supposed to come out last week. But you also ended up giving this a read too. Yeah, I enjoyed it. The art left a little to be desired, but it was not enough to distract me from or detract me uh, from the book. I love, uh, I love the sort of the the story here. Again, we're getting more detective stuff we're getting a lot of we got a lot of actually good teamwork and i mean i wouldn't necessarily call what batman ever does his teamwork but at least he was you know the one running point and then everyone else under him was sort of okay we'll do this so it had it had a lot of good detective stuff to it which i love from my batman's of course batman books and with in big b too i remember when we first saw it, i was like who the hell is big b and now it's like yeah. oh that's who it is okay yeah, yeah, yeah. And, didn't see that coming. So yeah, I thought it was a solid book. I was uh, I was surprised by it. I'm I'm gonna keep going with it. As I plan to keep going with it moving forward. Lord knows that some things we fall behind on. But we go to Marvel. We have Thor 17 out this week. Wolverine 16, of course, by our guy Benjamin Person, who we had on the show a little while back. Cannot wait for his big thing that he's got planned. That's gonna be in January, I think. So we gotta yeah. catch up with him before that happens. Um, Star Wars 17 Inferno issue one, uh, and then we got Dark Horse Dark. Dark Hawk, uh, issue twelve by our, our guy Kyle Higgins. We had a little while back, and we asked him. Did we ask him about Dark Hawk? Or no, he just brought it up in the course of the conversation. Yeah, we hadn't started yet, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Winter, and you're re we're both reading that, and then Winter Guard issue two is also out this week, and I'm reading that book. Um, that's one with, that has Yelena Belova in it, and so I, I want more of her if I can get that right now. Boom, we have something is killing the children issue twenty, Berserker five, which uh, geez, it was it was frustrating. Yeah, like yeah. I, I part of me is like, I know you're out, and I, I would not, you know, let me put it this way: I would never tell anybody to stay on this. But there's me, part of me that's just like, I want to see, like, 
I just want to see what happens. Like, do they ever freaking like take that step forward just so I can tell you? That's how I felt about Batcat. And then I just said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm out. I'm not there yet with Berserker. I'm not. And maybe it's because we know it's going to get turned into a show or a movie, whatever, for Netflix with Keanu and stuff. I'm going to grudge the fucking show. I'm out on the show. I'm I'm out on it too. Um, It's it's very like it's, but I still think I'm going to, I read the fifth issue. So I might give the sixth one a try. Um, And if you're in for, you know, torturing yourself, the, the first volume of Berserker is out this week too, which I love. That companies are doing this now, by the way. Like you have the the first issue outside of the the first arc, and then you you put that out with the um, first trade. It's great. I don't know why. It's, I don't know if this was always a thing. I feel like it, maybe well, I just didn't notice, but I didn't think it was that. This is something that Boom typically does, and we're seeing AWA do that as well. Which is I think, and I think um, Image is doing it too. And actually, I mean, this week Image did it with the Good Asian, right? Because the first the yes. the fifth issues out, you're reading that. And yeah. then the uh, trade paperbacks out. And yeah. this is a book that I called dibs on. And then <laughs> you took those dibs for me. So you're going to have to talk about that on the show. At some point. I, I know forgot you'll... I forgot about the dibs. I, yes. I stole the dibs. Is that still a TLDR worthy book so far? Oh, yeah. I had it underlined to talk about it a little bit more. And then I read two other books uh, that I both called dibs on, or at least one of which I've called dibs on. Uh, right before the show starts, so I, I I changed which books I wanted to focus on. Ah, uh, okay, yep. Now from Image, also of course we have Spawn three twenty two. Is that yeah three twenty two this yep. week? And then and I'll tell you what the the action in this issue of Spawn. I mean, look, usually that's that's almost never an issue, but seeing this next to Sean Lewis's writing, it like ver, like like Spawn versus King Spawn. It's like man, like this is exactly why I, we needed someone like Sean Lewis, yeah. and he's been killing it, but. Um, it's just, yeah, uh, the art's great and I'm still, and I'm not going to drop spawn like ever, but it's just like, yeah, it's night and day. Really, I really. would just love it. If Sean just took over it all, like, just yeah. let, like, let Todd be like the overarching thing, but let Sean like control the moving pieces. Like it, I need, you can have some Todd be the general and then Sean be like the Lieutenant or whatever. How, however that shit goes. I don't know. I was, we weren't in the military. Um, then we have department of truth issue 13, which of course you talked about in the show a long while back. Die issue 20, which I did review for Geeks Worldwide. We already talked about that before. Undiscovered Country issue 16. I thought this was a solid issue. I didn't think this was necessarily one of the best, but it was like it was good. There are some funny little things in there that I enjoyed, um, but definitely kind of setting up for something big to happen. I would think the next issue and over the you know next couple. Um, also, we mentioned the Good Asian Trade Paperback Volume 1. Haha, ha, same thing as well. First volume of that as well. We go over to Dark Horse Parasomina. Crossover. Oh my god, I forgot about crossover. It's a book I actually want to talk about too. Fuck, I legitimately laughed out loud reading crossover. Yeah, a couple times. Yeah, especially in the beginning when he said, "Sorry about that Chip Zdarsky issue." Oh my god, that was so fucking good. And then the Brian K. Vaughn, you mentioned him yeah. in there, and then they just cut him off, and then it's um, what was it? And like, and just the stuff at the beginning, like it took a totally different approach to all of it, and totally fucking with our heads too. Like Donny Cates is so in his own element right here. This it's 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 perfect. Yeah. Tremendous. So good. I, I mean, like this is, and this is a book where this is a perfect example of a TLDR book because it came out and it wasn't on my radar at all. I just didn't think about it. I probably would have heard about it eventually, but you were on it from fucking day one. So I'm, I'm so glad you were. And I, and I know you've had it vice versa, but I mean, this is what we're here to help everybody else. But honestly, selfishly, like me doing this with you has just been a big help for me. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you wouldn't know your ass from your elbow from your ass if it wasn't for me with these indie books. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You could have said, yeah, you do the same thing for me, Nick, but I guess I'll just go fuck myself. Okay, cool. Anyways, moving on to dark horse asshole. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, like there are, there are absolutely something I mean, aftershock and AWA 
it, you, you were the one that introduced me to those thousand percent. Um, let's with, okay. Dark horse moving, moving on <laughs> parasomnia issue four. Of course, that's Cullen Bunn, uh, stranger things, tomb of Yabuen issue one. So are you reading this? I'm planning on reading. I just didn't get to it. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to at least read the first issue and see how it goes. Like, I've I, never read a Stranger Things title, and I tell you, I couldn't be any more out on the show, to be honest with you. I'm going to watch it, but I'm like, I'm not. I don't. About it. Yeah, which which uh, the fact that the, the fact they're in that position right now means they're in, I feel like, kind of a prime spot to go and wow people and suck everybody back well, in. Well, exactly. And I'm, I'm hoping maybe like reading the comic, like if it's good, it'll sort of like, yeah. you know, pull me back in a bit. But I'm still, I'm with you. Like, I'm going to watch it, but I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. I don't feel great about this. Um, Children of the Plague, issue one, that's a one-shot. And then Go The Golem Walks Among Us, issue two, which, are you trying to read this? Like, I don't, because. Yeah, you, like, we 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 normally get Dark Horse as one of our review, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, it, the first issue, I remember when it came out, I was like, oh, I want to read this. And we just never got a review copy of that. Oh. We didn't get a review copy of this. So I'm, I, you know, I'll you know, see if I can get my hands on it, but it sounds fantastic. I, I definitely want to give it a read. So that's why okay. I threw it on there. That one's not ringing a bell uh, for some strange reason, but one that does, of course, is the resistance. And that's the book from AWA this week, resistance uprising issue six, which you of course reviewed for geeks worldwide. Yeah, this was just, I mean, I talked about the first resistance arc on the show and I've been writing the reviews for uprising now. And it just, J. Michael Straczynski, it just, he's, He's done something that's very difficult in creating uh, an entire superhero universe. And we talked about how Die was sort of like this limitless place where you can kind of – that's how he sort of sets up now with the Resistance, especially in this last issue, is that you know whether he continues the Resistance title going forward or not, you know – I mean, I hope he does, but it's set up so that, you know, this entire universe, like people can just come in and they can write now stories based it off and it can go anywhere. So it was a fitting uh, conclusion to the arc. And, uh, you know, I hope I hope there's more of this to come because it was just absolutely fantastic. I can't remember if it was this issue or last one that you said I was reading the review and it was like, oh, fuck. Like yeah. this is this really just like they just went and zoomed in and like made and then just like edited everything in. And now it's like this massive world. Now it's like, Oh yeah. Now like this is exactly what we've, we've, we've known that it's going to become a bigger thing and everything. But now it's like, you really can like what yeah. you were saying, you can really come in and just start making all these stories and whatever. And with the resistance too, Axel's talked about like how a lot of these characters that we see in DC, like Batman was created so many years ago. He's a product of a different time. And as much as he's been changed and morphed through the years, he still originates from a very different era where in AWA is trying to keep in mind all the stuff that DC and Marvel has done, but they're, it's like characters for this time now. Like, yeah. and that's why Spawn, I think resonates so well with people still to this day because he's a lot newer and he's part product of a different time than Batman and Superman. Yeah. And then you combine that with the moths and everything else. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like, you know, these are classics, uh, these are classic superheroes or this is a classic superhero sort of tale or universe. What's unique about it is that anybody could have powers you, and, yep. and those powers could range, you know, literally they could be anything. And so, you know, when he said, don't get attached to any, you know, particular characters, I mean, you kind of see why, because, you know, there, there, there can be so many of them. Mm -hmm. Right. And what they're needed to do in any given situation. So it's really unique. It's absolutely fantastic. 
We move over to IDW, and we have your guy, Usagi Yojimbo, Dragon Bell's Conspiracy, Issue 4, of course. That is, Usagi Yojimbo is must-read stuff for you at all times. Uh, then we have Aftershock, 10 Years to Death, Issue 1. And then Vault, we got a first issue there that you have your eyes on. Yeah, so this was great. And and, and luckily, you know, because Newberry Comics doesn't always carry, you know, Vault books. or uh, That's so- weird. The Newberry, the, like, so I go to the Time Capsule and Seacock, but I also occasionally get stuff from Newberry just if I'm over there or whatever, and there's certain things I don't have on my pull list. But the Newberry in Dartmouth has a, a ton of shit. They always have Vault. Yeah, it, it's weird. really hit or miss what Vault books they'll have and what hmm. Vault books they won't have. But they had uh, Human Remains, number one, and – this is it's a great little horror book, um, and it, it, the premise of it is um, you cannot display emotions at all, whether it's anger, happiness, frustration, whatever. Because if you do, these it almost looks like a black hole. So sort of opens up, and this this swarm of you know they look like just giant bugs. They kill you on the spot, and it's gruesome. So you have to be pretty much straight faced the entire time in this world. So you're talking. Yeah, me. yeah, and and there was there was one scene where you know it's being narrated by what by this fuck? character, and he's sort of you know he, the narration from this character sort of describing you know it's just giving you the overview sort of the plot, and he's just sitting there, and he's got this look on his face of just like it's straight faced, and he's telling you about how you know you have to hold it in, you can't you know show any weakness, you know it, you know you have to show restraint. And then he's just watching something on TV. He's like the rest of it. He goes, I can't fucking take it anymore. And he goes outside and he starts yelling and screaming. And his wife is just kind of like stoically following behind him because she knows. And then you and then you see what happens when you display emotions. That's sort of how the book kicked off. And then Jeez. it was awesome. Wow. This was uh, the same um, the same artist that was on a book I liked by Vault. Um, I Walk With Monsters. I talked about that a few yep. times on the show. Yep. And the artist is Peter Milligan, who I believe wrote American Ronin for AWA. So a good little team. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, all right. So then that moves us over to Titan before we get into the books that we have coming out uh, in the next month. And normally we don't bring up Titan as much as they do have stuff usually week to week. But there is a book that you are very interested in. Yeah, I, was, I was surprised by this. So I, this completely was, wasn't on my radar. And when I was at the comic shop today, one of the guys I, I, I talk with uh, when I'm there, he's like, did you pick up, you know, you need to grab gun honey. And I go, huh? What? Gun honey? What the shit is that? And he goes, oh, you got to, you know, you should check it out. It was just optioned, um, you know, for TV. I was like, I had no idea. So I grabbed it. For those watching, you can probably see another reason why I probably grabbed it. Um, very yeah. good. Uh, two good reasons there. Um, but so it, it's, just, um, I, I, as soon as I read it, I read it right before the show. I said, Nick dibs, I got this. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I was like, okay, sure. Yeah. Whatever. So, so, so gun honey, number one, it did. I couldn't find out where it's going to be on, uh, you know, which, you know, streaming service, whatever on TV, but it is, it is awesome. It's, it's going to be a sort of a spy assassin type thriller, and it's only going to be four issues. So hopefully hmm. I get to talk about this thing, you know, real quick on the show, because uh, the first issue was awesome. Oh, okay. Well, it's good. You know, the fact that it's going to be on TV already, like our option for that says a lot. But I'm glad that you're. This was that somehow this popped up on your radar so quickly. Uh, you know, just it's, yeah. it's good. It's a huge value in having people 
for, you know, let you know beforehand. And when you have, you know, a guy at your local comic shop like that who can help out it makes a big difference. I've ha I have some like some other random indies that I haven't talked to you about yet that I, I haven't read it yet. But like my guy at, at Time Castle throws them my way because like, hey, you might like this, you might like that. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm, we're always looking for different stuff, right? Because yep. we're the, the the big, you know, when, the big two, of course, Image, Boom, and in uh, AWA, like the, uh, Dark Horse, most of that stuff. We're not going to miss those things, but. There is other stuff that can slip through the cracks. I mean, aftershock sometimes that happens mm -hmm. too. But, anyways, we got to get moving on. Uh, on what's up? What's it's coming out in October? Okay, the first week, of course, the week of October sixth. That is that Wednesday. Joe, why don't you start us off with what we have for Marvel that week? So, from Marvel for the week of ten six, we have Dark Ages two, uh, Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunter number five. This. Well, is I'm sorry. Fucking what? end. I'm sorry. What did you say? The War of the Bounty? What? I said Hunter. Hmm. Sounds like you had another thing on your mind. <laughs> but uh, War of the Bounty Hunter number five. As I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted. Mm -hmm. uh, this series needs a fucking end. It's been great, but it's been going on for like three months. Like it's a six-issue thing, right? And it's supposed to take. So it's supposed to take six months. You're just bitter because you made a terrible decision at the start of this event. <laughs> That's what it comes down well, to. No, the problem is I made the decision before taking a look at the last page to see all the fucking books that encompassed it. And uh, yeah, but still, like all jokes aside, <sighs> the series, the, the, the event really does need to end like this. This shouldn't have gone on more than two months, really. Like, it's, do you think it should? Well, but Joe, if it's only one issue a month, do you think it should? have? How many issues do you think they should have been? Well, again, this is the same same complaint I had from last week, right? With the death of Doctor Strange, like instead of like having you do all these tying it, like, like, yes, I understand that. It, just make it one thing. So when I say you know, two, like when I say two months, I mean like encompassing all the all the tie-ins. Like that, you know what I mean? that I agree with a thousand percent on that front. They just I just don't like that in general. Period. Like make it make it stuff that's like with, you could do it with Luke Skywalker, but have it be its own like little one shot thing within the arc. Don't have yeah. it affect any mainline shit. I agree yeah, with that exactly. This like if this was Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters and that was like the tie like them just the main like fine make it six again eight ten twelve whatever and have it run the course of a year. That's fine. But like the fact that this book is running, you know, six months or whatever it is, and then you've got all the tie-ins with it's just it's too long. It's too it's taking up too much time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, that that I understand. Like from yeah. that lens, it makes it seem a lot larger. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Defenders number three, uh, Deadpool, Black, White, and Blood number three, uh, Symbiote, Spider-Man, Crossroads number four, and uh, we have uh, a couple of number ones here. Um, so I'll rattle off this first one um, here. It's this looks really good. I'm in on this as well. Yeah, as I just got done bashing fucking Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars High Republic Trial of Shadows number one. And this was written by Daniel Jose um, Older. Um, a Jedi Master is dead. Another is in a state of complete shock. Uh, it's a murder the likes of which the Jedi Order has never seen before. There Boom, are no in. leads. There are no suspects. There is no motive. Yep, I'm in. That's it. Don't yeah. need to hear any more than that shit. I'm you, you give me a Jedi fucking crime story? Yeah. Yabo, baby. Yeah, yes, please. 100%. I mean, look, the the other, the what is it, the High Republic thing that I've been reading, like the, I think it's just Star Wars High Republic has been solid. I know I haven't talked about it on the show a ton, but it's been solid. Um, not knockout stuff has definitely gotten better as it's gone along. There was like a lull kind of in that first arc or whatever. But this, I, I want to give everything from Star Wars a shot. That's like High Republic. Yeah. 
What else is there? There's one other one shot, I think. Yeah, and one other one here from a friend of the show, Kieran yeah. Gillen. Yes. Uh, Eternals, uh, Celestia number one. So continuing on with the you know the Eternals, uh, the property there, uh, getting ready for the movie. Of course, yeah. They, Which, it didn't sound like his books were direct tie-ins to the movie. He was saying like, "You'll watch the movie, and then read, you know, and then yeah. you know, my books are there to sort of really fill in the gaps." Yeah, be a companion piece. It's nice. I like that. I think I think it's a smart move, and it's it, but it shows that he is still factoring it in to some extent. But he's right. not solely worried about getting you invested. I think if it, as much as we thought before, it's like get people interested in Eternals more. Maybe that's there, but also Marvel's looking at it as they're going to go back and look at it too. So now yeah. we're going to have all this stuff there. So, I mean, that's great. You know, Marvel playing chess, when you, that's that's what you want to see. Yeah. Um, all right, we got DC Comics for the week of the six. Batman 114, Nice House on the Lake issue five, the second to last issue before the long-ass pause. Uh, Swamp Thing issue eight, Suicide Squad issue eight, Green Lantern seven, Justice League Infinity one, the Joker presents Puzzle Box issue three, Crush Lobo five, The Conjuring, The Lover, my favorite series ever, uh, issue five. And then we have a couple of first issues here. You have Are You Afraid of the Dark Side issue one by Jeremy Hahn, Soul Plumber issue one by Marcus Parks. And then the one that I think I'm most interested in from this week, Arkham City, The Order of the World by Dan Walters. Let me just read the uh, first sentence for you. It's a long one. Um, the Joker's attack on Arkham Asylum left the long-standing Gotham establishment in ruin. Most of the patients killed or missing and only a handful of surviving staff, a few nurses, a gravely injured security guard, and one doctor. Uh I guess I can't just do the one sentence there. Um, in the chaos of the assault, it's, it is believed that several of the asylum's patients escaped and scurried off into the dark nooks and crannies of Gotham City. Now the Arkhamites walk among us, and it's up to the asylum's remaining one remaining doctor to cost the joy to round up her former patients. I want to give this one a shot. seems a little bit different. We're messing around with Batman and stuff, but Batman's not necessarily there. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, uh, what about great. Image, Joe? Image, uh, we have the Me You Love in the Dark, number three, which I've absolutely been enjoying the hell out of. Mm. Uh, we have more Walking Dead Deluxe, number 24. Uh, and then we have a, uh, a number one from Image that week, uh, A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance, written by Rick Remender. Uh, who, who wrote Tokyo written. Ghost? Um, yep. in with uh, and that was the artwork was by Sean Murphy. And I talked about that in the show a while back. So fucking good. Yeah, he's also uh, writing Deadly Class, which is something I've got to read and, and hopefully talk about on the show at some point. Uh, so when an unassuming man uh, stumbles upon a dark web contract, assassin's vicious plot to kill an innocent target, he turns himself into one. Oh, professional meets road. Uh, so the professional meets road to perdition in this story of a family's unlikely guardian being haunted by rich and powerful men who are used to getting in the way uh, or used to getting away with everything. So Ooh. the professional, great movie. Road to Perdition, great movie. You take those two elements, you combine them, giving me a story, and it's written by Rick Remender. Yeah, I'm in, baby. Yeah, that sounds kick-ass, dude. That sounds yeah. awesome. Um, wow, I didn't – so, yeah, so we're – maybe we're not – over the moon necessarily well no actually with with the big two we are because but there are some kick-ass indie books because i'm definitely interested in that and then we go over to awa of course they usually have one book out a week we get out issue one by rob williams this weekend do you want to read off the uh, synopsis for the people yeah uh, in the waning days of world war ii with allies advancing a desperate nazi officer unearths an ancient force of evil that he hopes will turn the tide of battle a vampire 
I'm in. Period. Yeah. In. And and you know, what? I was in before I read the synopsis, and I know why. I think we did like a little news announcement on Geeks Worldwide when this first got announced. But the covers for this shit. I mean, the first two, the original first two colors that we covers we got were awesome. But then I guess friend of the show, um, Lisa Wu, has been doing some stuff where they they have I think. Is it three or four other variant covers that they're doing? I don't know if it's exclusive to certain shops or what, but they have some amazing shit that they're doing for this series. I'm Those very skull covers. Yeah, we tweeted them all out over. I mean, not tweeted. Um, we shared them all on our Instagram page. So make sure you guys go check those out at uh, what's our Instagram account again? TLDR underscore pod. Underscore pod. Okay, I couldn't remember. It's, if it's-, it's right up here on the upper uh, corner there, Nicholas. Oh yeah, that's right, right above my freaking head. Jesus. Anyways, um, so yeah, make sure you guys go check that out as well as as I get lost trying to meander over there. Uh, what about for Boom that week, Joe? Uh, the Mighty Morphin uh, series continues. Twelve. So good. Uh, so fucking good. Buffy, not buff. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> number thirty and uh, Magic the Gathering number seven. I actually fell a little bit behind on the Magic the Gathering series, um, which I still like, but I got I, I got to ca- catch up. I think I'm just one issue behind, maybe two. Anyways, Dark Horse, one I'm never going to fall fucking behind on is Lucky Devil. Issue three comes out. So that's next week that Lucky Devil comes out. So this is the week of the sixth. Oh, I cannot wait for this thing. Um, the Last Flight Out, issue two. And then The Worst Dudes, issue five. Uh, from IDW, we have Star Wars High Republic Adventures number nine. Star Wars Adventures Ghosts of Vader's Castle, number three, and uh, Marvel Action Origins, uh, number four. From Vault, the last book you'll ever read, issue three. Another Cullen Bunn indie of, uh, as his lucky devil. <sighs> Man's yeah. on fire with his indie shit right now. And then Money Shot, 15. Uh, we go over to Aftershock. We have Seven Swords, issue four, and uh, Almost American, issue two. And then they have a first issue coming out, and... Uh, I just couldn't help, but like, I, I got to make sure everybody hears this, like this name for this title. This is by Brian Buccioletto, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, Chicken Devil, issue one. It's coming out. Mitchell Moss is about as regular as it gets. He's married with two children and co-owns a successful chain of Memphis hot chicken restaurants. It's not the life that seems uh, that screams hero vigilante until he discovers that his business partner is in bed with the mob and owes them $2 million. Unfortunately, Mitch is ill-equipped to be a badass. He's just a guy who makes really good chicken. Can he protect his family from cold-blooded gangsters? Absolutely not. But maybe the chicken devil can. This has satire written all over, and that's what I'm hoping this is. It's either satire or it's going to have vibes of like Breaking Bad and maybe like the chicken devil is his, you know, um, you know, his, you know, Walter White, you know, Walter Ego, you know what I mean? Like, so Mm -hmm. it could be, it could be one of two things. So uh, either way, it sounds interesting as hell. Yeah. And then actually another company that we don't highlight a ton, although we did talk about the boys on here before, of course, with the show being such a hit and everything in the series, that series being outstanding, but of course by Garth Ennis, uh, Dynamite. You want to make sure we highlighted a couple books from them for the week of the 6th. Yeah, Red Sonja number two. I read the first issue. This is a Red Sonja series written uh, by Mirka Andolfo. That's right. That's right. And then you were stunned to find out that this was a comic, so I had to make sure it was on there. Game of Thrones, Clash of Kings number 15. That sounds really cool. I might give that one a shot. And I'm going to lay off Red Sonja as much as I like Mirka Andolfo because if you really like this as much Mm. as you – like if if it ends up being as awesome as you thought, then I want you to talk about it on the show because that is like a – it's not a. It's kind of a legacy character, kind of not. Like, but she's just so 
she's one of she's, Dynamite's top ones. She's legacy enough. I mean, yeah. even if you haven't read it, you've probably heard of the name Red Sonia. So. Yeah. And I'd like to be able you to be able to tell me a little bit about her. As much as you know, I don't I know you haven't been always reading Red Sonia, you're gonna be more knowledgeable and let, yeah. let the people know. Move over to the week of October 13th, Joe. Why don't you kick us off with Marvel? Uh X-Men number four, Iron Man 13, Kang the Conqueror number three. I think I'm out on this series. Uh, Star Wars, Dr. Afra number 15. Again, more War of the fucking Bounty Hunter shit. Uh, Shang-Chi, number five. Uh, Gamma Flight, number five. Karzor, uh, Lord of the Savage Land, number two. And then we have a whole bunch of number ones that neither of us seem to be per- particularly uh, enamored with. Uh, we have Darkhold, uh, Iron Man, number one. We have Eternals, uh, and that's written by Ryan North. Uh, Eternals Forever, number one. So more Eternals uh, stuff written by Ralph. Uh, not Ralph Macchio, not the Karate Kid, but Ralph Macchio. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, it looks Ms. like Macchio. Shit, okay. Right? Uh, Miss Marvel Tales. Uh, Miss Marvel, Marvel Tales, number one, by G. Willow Wilson. And Black Panther Legends, number one, by uh, Toki Onabuki. I, that's probably how I would have said it. That's that's as good a guess I think as you're going to get uh, from either of us. That's actually a young adult book. So for those looking for, right. for their kids, maybe you want to give that one a yeah. shot. Not necessarily for Joe and I. Uh, for DC, they got a shit ton coming out this week. We have issue eight for The Joker and for Batman Urban Legends, which Joe and I are reading both of those. Um, we have Wonder Girl issue four, which I really need that to pick up. It's been solid, but it's just not taken off. The art's outstanding. Um, at least the, the lead art is. We have Superman. Nope, that's not that already came out. Batman 89, issue three. Uh, Teen Titans, issue seven. Superman and the Authority, issue four. Future State Gotham, issue six, which has taken a nice turn as much as it's still black and white. Uh, I Am Batman, issue two. Justice League, The Last Ride, issue four. Harley Quinn, the animated series. Eat, Bang, Kill Tour, issue two. Black Manta, issue two. And Pennyworth, issue three. And then we have Batman, the Imposter, Issue one by Mattson Tomlin. I'm going to read a little bit of the synopsis here, Joe. Bruce Wayne's mission as as the Batman has only been underway for a year or, year or so, but he can tell he's making a difference. Unfortunately, he's made some powerful enemies. All the traditional power brokers of Gotham resent the disruption the Batman has brought to town, and it seems one of them has a plan to neutralize him. There's a second Batman haunting Gotham's rooftops and alleys. And this one has no qualms about murdering criminals live and on tape. Boom. There's a little more yeah. than synopsis, but you know, I'm also I'm in. Definitely. Yeah. This is what we want, Nick. This, we want we want Batman, but not Batman at the same time. Yep. Right? We, so yep. It changes things up a bit and gives us some new stories to kind of sink our teeth into. Whether it's good or not, I like the idea of it, and I'm looking forward to reading it. Absolutely. What do we got from Image for the week of the 13th? Uh, Homesick Pilots number nine. Ordinary Gods, number four, Deep Beyond, number nine, uh, Compass, number five, and Man Eaters, The Cursed, number five. So, I mean, right off the bat, Homesick Pilots, Ordinary Gods, Deep Beyond. Boom. Combine that with just half a dozen books. From D- it's going to be a busy week for Doc. Yep. We got some, some busy-ass weeks later in this month, especially. It's like, I feel like the last couple months have been more top-heavy. Now we're getting this one's a bottom heavy month for sure. As much as you know, the week that we have the week of the 13th, we have, I mean, the week of the sixth, we have um, we also have the Snyder Capula book, we have Demons yeah. that week. This week, you get clear, those were all going to be on Comicsology originally, yeah. eventually later released on from Dark. And if, you, and if you are a Comicsology subscriber, and I think he even said in his newsletter, if you have Amazon Prime, you'll be able to read these books for free. 
Yeah, something to that end. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. yeah. If you, if these are all available on Comicsology Unlimited. So yeah. you get all. And, and his whole thing is you read that and you get it. You get all three books for the price of one. So yeah. it's already worth it in the end. Um, yeah. Or if you have a buddy who also has Comicsology, you know that sometimes helps. So I don't know who who do that necessarily. Uh, we go over to AWA. We have Telepath issue two. We both like the start of that series. And then there's a first issue coming out that I don't know how we haven't heard about this one yet. I haven't seen. Did I miss something? Like I didn't I get an announcement. Okay, I think it is because they've been they've been pumping this one on their uh, Instagram page over the past uh, past month or so. This hmm. is uh, E T E R number one, written by uh, Dan Panesian, who will be also writing a book with Scott Snyder uh, that'll be coming out, uh, I believe, this month. Uh, but anyways, intergalactic virus liquefy. <laughs> Inter Sorry, I got to read this properly. Intergalactic virus liquefy one of your heads, feeling hmm. a bit off ever since you drove through a black hole. Then visit the ETER, the galaxy's leading medical facility. This interplanetary crew of doctors, nurses, paramedics, and technicians is uniquely qualified to cure what ails you. This just sounds like an off-the-beat, off-the-wall uh, AWA title mm -hmm. uh, that I can't wait to dig my teeth into. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Pinocchio's on Canary. I think that's the Oh, maybe thing. that's what it is. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I believe that's the one. Which I'm, one of the ones that I was very excited for early on. His, his art looks sick. Um, then we go to boom. We have Power Rangers issue 12 and Mamo uh, number four. Dark Horse, we have Maze Book issue two, North North, sorry, Norse Mythology 2, issue 5, Black Hammer Reborn issue 4, Unbelievable Unteens 3, Secret Land issue 4. And then we have a first issue for the second arc of a series that I will talk about. Maybe I'll do that th th this very week. Uh, actually, no, we're doing horror books this week. Shoot. I didn't do it. I wanted to do this in advance, and I guess I didn't time it out. Well, that's on me. But No One Left to Fight 2, Issue 1. And this is by Aubrey Sitterson and Fico Osio. And I and I read this series like out of nowhere when, when it first came out, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I, was, I reviewed it for Geeks Worldwide, and I just like it's so it's just like there is some real shit going on in there, but there's also a level of satire, and then on top of it all, Fico Osio's art is sick. So I will talk about the first arc maybe in November. Yeah, November. So, you know, I know it's not ideal to not do it beforehand, but I, we're doing horror books for this month. So we want to make sure we get to those. But yeah, I'm, I'm very much excited for this. I, I can't like definitely give this a shot if you want a little bit of goofiness um, and some some realness in there as well. But yeah, I, this is I've actually talked to Aubrey about this book in the past and I, I'm very excited to see him bringing it back. He, I didn't know they were bringing it back and I talked to him about something else and he brought it up. And then it was like we get the announcement like a couple weeks later. I was like, oh shit! So they are bringing it back. Cause I just wait. Where the, where are we going? Like you need they left it where there was going to be more. It took a, <laughs> took a, Dark Horse dragged their feet. That's why I've been mad at Dark Horse all these years. Um, in truth, but anyways, IDW Joe, what do we got for the week of the thirteenth? We have uh, TMNT one twenty two. Uh, we have the Mac and Goo program's favorite book, My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, number one hundred two. Uh, and then I, I got a question mark next to this one because we. We got number three last month, nice or last week, but Star Wars Adventures Ghost of Vader's Castle, number four. I, um, I, I doubt that's accurate. Yep. Um, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, Star Trek Mirror War, number one by Scott Tipton, uh, comes out that week from IDW. And then um, shooting over to Vault, they've got a number one coming out that week, uh, World of Darkness, number one by Tim Seeley. Sounds then, cool. Sounds sounds cool. Uh, and then uh, rounding out the rest of the week, we have Aftershock, Search for Who, uh, number two, which I believe was written by Steve Orlando. 
Dynamite Army of Darkness 1979. Uh, number two, this is written by Rodney Barnes. And Blade Runner Ooh. Origins from Titan. We mentioned Titan already today. So this is another book from them I've been reading and absolutely loving. Um, Blade Runner Origins number seven. But that Army of Darkness book is something else. Real quick, going back on Search for Who. That I didn't know that was a Rodney book. And I, I know no, we, Search for Who is an Orlando book. That's Steve Orlando. Oh, okay. Army, Army of Darkness. Darkness is Rodney Barnes. Okay. That's something we may need to. I don't know if you. So I, that's something I got to go back and take a look at. But Search for Who, I was reading something else from Aftershock. I think it must have been when I was reading Bunny Mask. And I saw that pop up and I was like, ooh. This looks pretty. This looks pretty cool. So I mean, I and I, I was it Steve. I did. Um, we actually got a chance to meet him when we were at Boston yep. Fan Expo. But it was the pull that he did that I absolutely loved. Yeah. But anyways, we move over to week three of October, which is the twentieth that that Wednesday. Joe, start us off with Marvel, please. So uh, we have Wolverine seventeen, Moon Knight number four, Darth Vader number seventeen, United States of Captain America number five. The Death of Doctor Strange, number two. X-Men, The Trial of Magneto, number three. And Star Wars, High Republic, number 10. A lot of really great books. There. Yeah, I mean, the Magneto one is it, it's awesome. And then The Death of Doctor Strange, we'll see how much further we go for. But Moon Knight, Wolverine. Yeah. I think that's the last issue of the United States of Captain America, by the way. So I will talk about that on the show. Not... Um, We'll be doing that in the month of October, but at some point, I've, I've really enjoyed that so far. Yeah. We got a lot of first issues and then some like weird Halloween specials too for the month. Yeah, yeah. Again, another another week of Marvel where their mainline stuff is, is way more is way you know way more interesting than what their new issues seem to be. So mm -hmm. I'll rattle those. Uh, they've been doing a lot of these Marvel voices, so it's a yep. series they're doing. So Marvel voices, uh, Comunidades. Comandades, I think, is it? I think it's for, yeah, something to that effect. Which is that, one to check out because that's Rodney Barnes. Wait a minute, no, that's my fault. Rodney Barnes oh, is ding dong. The Rodney Barnes is the uh, IG. I don't know what happened on my notes here, but Rodney Barnes is the IG eighty eight book that's coming out that week for Star Wars: War of the Bounty Hunters. The, the well, one that, that I'll read the hell out of that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Jesus. I set you up for failure there. Yeah, you did. Uh, Phoenix Song Echo Number One. By Rebecca uh, Roanhorse and Luca Maresca. Uh, Daredevil Halloween comic book extravaganza. This just sounds like an annual uh, to me. I just yeah. sounds like a recap of what's been going on in Daredevil over the past, you know, you know, dozen issues or so. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, they have uh, extra. They're doing these extravaganzas for for Daredevil, for Hawkeye, Kate Bishop's Hawkeye, Star yeah. Wars, High Republic, Miles Morales as well. So I'm sure yeah. there's. You know, they're just trying to get new people in. It makes sense. Halloween, you know, yep. all that kind of shit for sure. Why not? Um, then we got DC Comics. We got Nightwing 85. Of course, we're really enjoying this. Here's where Joe's not happy about Fear State Incorporation. So hopefully we survive this week. Um, Blue and Gold issue four, or is that three that week? I think it should be three that week. I don't know. That That's one of those series that keeps getting like pushed around every which way. I don't four, understand. Four, I think four is accurate. I think okay. But I don't anyways, think we've read I, the third one either way. Yeah, uh, I fell off. I read the first issue and I just haven't gone back to it. Batman versus Big Me, a Wolf in Gotham issue two. And then we've got, um, again, Halloween specials. Um, uh, the Bat Batman, the long Halloween special issue one. Of course, Jeff Loeb wrote that original story. He's writing this one as well. Um, I don't know if this is, a, you know, it's 25 years ago. Yep. So there we go. Um, Batman Secret Files Peacekeeper one. Issue one, this you know, they've been doing a bunch of these, and actually Tynan is writing that one. Uh, then we have Catwoman Lonely City 
issue one and jock is drawing this so i don't know if that has anything to do with the batman book he's going to be doing mm. because he's got this thing that he's going to be writing and um and drawing uh nubia in the amazons issue one which i am interested in that we have wonder woman day special edition issue one and then there's one book that's definitely meant to be coming out right around halloween Oh yeah, so I, you know, for Dorktober or or Doctober, I think we've now mm. recently dubbed it. But yes. last uh, last Dorktober, I did Basketful of Heads uh, by Joe Hill from Hill House Comics, and so this is sort of a follow up to that. It's called Refrigerator Full of Heads, uh, and this is written by Rio Yours and Tim Fowler or Tom Fowler, I should say. Um, Hill House Comics is back, and heads are going to roll uh, for making readers wait. The new wave of this is so it's 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 a follow up to you know Basketful of Heads. So for year year now. The mysterious axe that unleashed pandemonium during the hurricane of 83 has waited at the bottom of the bay, but nothing um, of the bay, but nothing that powerful stays buried forever. Brody Island has new visitors and a new sheriff in town, too, not to mention a dangerous great white shark spotted in the water. So a follow up to that book. I absolutely loved it. Um, he did. A different writer, but I'm sure it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's under his brand still. So I got to imagine he's he's got his hand in it somewhere now as much as. For however you feel about Marvel and DC that week, the publisher that's going to have the biggest week of all is going to be Image uh, for the week of the 20th of October. Joe, why don't you lay on the people what's coming out that day? King Spawn number three, Spawn 323, Primordial number two, Vinyl number five, Philadelphia 18, Fuck Mom, Mother of Madness number three, get the hell out of here, uh, Sweet Paprika number four, Second Chances number three, a Man Among Ye, number seven, and Ice Cream Man, number 20. Unreal. That is an yes. unreal rollout. And look, image. it feels like we say there's always one week a month that's just like, how do you put all this shit out at once? But if, even if you like move one title to a, like, like say three of these titles out to other weeks, then like every week's going to feel like that. It's insane. Yeah. They have yeah. so much good shit. Image is, is top dog right now in terms yeah, of the stuff they're putting out. The quality of stuff they're putting out, no one's better than Image right now, nope. period. Um, because they also have what two number ones that are on our radar for that week? Three that are on there on our radar. All three of their number ones. I'm I'm interested in. We got Gunslinger Spawn issue one, and that's Todd McFarlane, and then Alice Cott. So I I just love seeing somebody else writing this with Todd. I yeah. think that's the best move for him. Get different voices in there, and then the artist. He's always mixed in different artists. And you got Brett Booth, who I fucking love. I mean, who doesn't like Brett Brett Booth shit? His is like when you're talking about. Like, there are different styles. He's, like, he's just he draws heroes so fucking well. Yeah. And I know Gunslinger is going to have more of a um, like a Western feel, as you would expect. I, I just think he's awesome, a great guy to have drawn Spawn. And you also have Philip Tan and Kevin Keen who are going to be drawn on this as well. Uh, so I'm I'm all in on this book. And then, but there are a lot of people that there won't be that number one book for them that week. There's actually another number one that people are going to be maybe even more excited about, Joe. Nita Hawes Nightmare Blog Number One, written by Rodney Barnes and drawn by Sean Jason Alexander and Patrice uh, or Patrick Reynolds, and this is a spinoff of Philadelphia. So uh, to, tell, to tell you I am pumped and jacked, it, you know I didn't screw it up that time is an understatement. But I, have you looked at the cover art for this book? I I saw the main cover for it and it is jarring. And I, is that Jason Sean Alexander who drew that one? Uh, I think I it is. He he's drawn a couple of them, all the covers. The one with the well, the one with the bugs is like, yeah. oh fuck, yeah. yeah, yeah, man, this is gonna be so good. Oh my, you, you like this? It's from the Philadelphia universe. Like you yeah. don't, it doesn't matter. Like you, I'm in, 
absolutely yep, all in. So I can't wait to, to read this and, and talk about that at some point. And then there's one more number one that's coming out, Nicholas. Yeah, we have Hellcop issue one, which just the name is, yeah. is drawing me. And I don't know, like outside of the synopsis and the name, I don't know much about Brian Haberlin and Gerard Van Dyke. Uh, Welcome to hell. When mankind first broke the walls between dimensions, nothing could have prepared them for what they would find in in a in known reality plane 1301A. It was absolute hell, literally. I'm interested. I'm yeah. not like I'm not as excited as I am for the other two, but in fairness, this is something that's starting on its own. But the name is kind of cool and everything, so we'll definitely be reporting back to you guys on this one. Uh, we have Berserker, of course, Joe's favorite book, as we mentioned earlier, issue six from Boom. Yes. Uh, what did I say? Did I, I didn't oh, say it. Uh, oh, I didn't jump into it. Sorry. Uh, Eat the Rich issue three, Maw two. Dune House of Atreides issue 11, and we only find them when they're dead issue 9. What about Dark Horse? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have so much to read this fucking week, Nick. It's gonna be bananas. Uh, so from Dark Horse, we have Tales from Harrow County, Fair Folk number four, and then we have a couple number ones, uh, Critical Role, The Tales of um, Exandria, The Bright Queen number one. This is written by Matthew Mercer and Darcy Van Oldgeest. <laughs> Uh, and the and I'm not even kidding. Like this, the artist on this is, a, is listed as couple of kooks. I don't yeah. know what, like, what that means, but the, the cover art for this was pretty cool. Yeah, so that one looks interesting. And then the Orville, if you're fans of the show, they've had a couple of comics out. Artifacts number one. This was written by David A. Goodman and David Cabiza. And then from IDW, uh, we have Usagi Ojimbo Dragon Bellow uh, Conspiracy number five. And they also have a number one coming out that week Dungeons and Dragons Mindbreaker number one, written by Jim Zub and Eduardo Mello. And then. Yep, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. And then from AWA, we have Fight Girls issue four and Not All Robots issue three, which, of course, you've been reviewing for Geeks Worldwide, both of those. Um, Vault, there's Human Remains issue two, and then Aftershock Beyond the Breach issue four. And then we head over to our last week of the month, which is the 27th, Joe. Why don't you get us started with Marvel uh, for that week? So a light week for Marvel, at least in terms of continuing series, there's a Daredevil 35. So we're we're... We're approaching Zadarsky's mm. at least the end of that main story. Then the event yeah. will happen. We'll see what happens from there. Um, Black Widow number 12, Winter so Guard number three, and Darkhawk uh, number three. And then uh, the, the, the big number one, uh, you know, there's a couple of them, but the big one first is Venom number one, uh, which had, had been previously written by Johnny Cates, is now being taken over by Al Ewing and Rom V. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Brian Hitch. So Venom, Al Ewing, Rom V, I'm in. Yeah. 100%. Yep. And I haven't read a lot of Venom. And I know you talked about Donny Case run on it. And I would like to go back, but I might give this a shot first just because it's there. Why not? No. Um, then you have Death of Doctor Strange. You have one of the, this is within the series as opposed to you know, dipping into Avengers, which I prefer this at least. This is the better approach. Uh, Death of Doctor Strange, Avengers, issue uh, one by Alex Packnadel, who we, who of course wrote Red Fork, which we love that book from TKO, uh, with Ryan Bodenheim as the artist. And then there's also Darkhold Blade issue one, which I'm very interested in. This is as much as I'm not sure what all this Darkhold stuff is. I haven't looked into yeah. it. I want more Blade. Give me more Blade. I, mm-hmm. I, I would love to see more of him. And then the guy, another guy who was like, this popped up on my radar. I'm like, wait a second. I didn't know this was a thing. Luke Cage, City of Fire, issue one by Ho Chen Anderson and Fareed Karami. Very much interested in this. This 100%. is, yeah, this is, I think that's going to be really cool. Um, then we go over to DC Comics, and this is a big week for DC. We got two, we got a few huge first issues, but before we get to those, Detective Comics 1044. 
Robin 7, Deathstroke Inc. issue 2, Superman versus Lobo issue 2. Then for the first issues, I don't need to sell you guys on this one, DC versus Vampires issue 1 by James Tynan and Matthew Rosenberg with Otto Schmidt as the artist. I'm, I'm already balls deep into this thing, and I haven't even looked at a single page of it, although we may already have those. And I, I got to check that website, our, oh, yeah. our, our, our review copies. We may already have that. Um, yeah. Same goes for Task Force Z issue one again, Matthew Rosenberg. And this is with Eddie Barrows, who drew the series with Chip Zdarsky, the Red Hood mm -hmm. series in Batman Urban Legends. And Red Hood is at the center of this shit, too. So, all in on that. Very excited to give Aquaman Green Arrow Deep Target issue one a shot, written by Brandon Thomas, who, of course, uh, writes um, excellence. Very interesting. That Ronan Cliquet, which you may recognize that name from the Rick Grayson run of Nightwing. So try not to hold it against that guy. It's not his fault, at least I don't think. Uh, then we got Batman Fortnite one-shot issue one. Scott Snyder's involved in this. Um, I'm not a Fortnite guy, so I'm not going to give it a shot, but maybe Shine will go and give it a read. Who knows? Uh, but those are some, like, e even without that, they got some, that's a, even when you include that, and I think a lot of people will be interested in that. That's a lot of heavy-hitting first issues for that, that week. Yep. Um, image. So image, we have crossover number nine. Radiant Black number nine. Keep your eye on this one because there's going to be some cool stuff uh, with the cover for this particular issue. I believe that mm -hmm. uh, Lincoln says when we interviewed him. Yeah, uh, it's nine, right? Not ten. Yeah, it's, it's nine. nine. Yeah, yeah. Undiscovered Country number seventeen. Ice Cream Man twenty-seven. The Good Asian number six, and Frontiersman uh, number two, which I am not reading. Okay, and that's fair. I don't. I don't know that I'm interested going to go to either. It was the first one. It was fine, but yeah. I, there's too much. Image alone is putting out too much good shit. And then I got this right here, which I'm interested in. The Magic Order Two, Issue One. And I was like, Is there a Magic Order One? I don't think there is. Um, I couldn't find it, but you guys didn't look hard enough. But this is by Mark Millar and Stuart Imonen. Um, Magical Turf War, like you've never seen before. The London chapter of the Magic Order has entered the scene in these tough. Guy Ritchie-style gangsters have a problem with the East European warlocks moving into their territory. It doesn't take much for me to get interested in involving magic, so yeah. I want to give this a try. Yeah, I think it's definitely worth giving a shot, you know, and see where it goes. For all the first issues that we've talked about this week, though, Joe, the biggest one may be coming from Boom. Of course, we have Once in Future, Issue 21, and Dark Blood 4, but we also have... House of Slaughter number one. So this is a spinoff. This is sort of, you know, like, you know, where something is, you know, something is killing the children ended. You know, the latest arc has been a bit of a flashback, sort of an origin story for Erica Slaughter. And it's a, been a perfect lead into what we're going to get here with House of Slaughter number one, written by Tynan and Tom uh, Bromball. Uh, and they got Chris Sheehan, who is the artist on the autumnal to be the artist on this book, along with, um, um, oh, Jeepers, what's his name? Um, and uh -oh. just getting, but anyways, um, uh, you're all in on this. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm all in on this. I can't, I can't. So this is going to be taking a look more at one of the other characters from House of, uh, uh, from Something's Killing Children, um, Aaron, um, and sort of his backstory and more about the House of Slaughter, but more about that world in general. So I am, uh, you want to talk about balls deep? I am, I'm yeah. in it, baby. All in on this shit for sure. All right. From AWA, we have Marjorie Finnegan, Temporal Criminal, Issue 6, and Moths 5. From IDW, the only thing I think at all that's coming out this week is the TMNT Best of April O'Neill, Issue 1, which I think is really smart that they're doing all these best stuff with Last Ronin going on. And it's the one cover I don't like. Oh, man. I, yeah, I did, yeah, really did not like this one. Um, from Dark Horse, we have Black Hammer, Reborn, Issue 5. And then we have a, another Hellboy. I, I think it's going to be a one-off. The last one was a one-off, too. If yeah. not, it's going to be a miniseries, Hellboy, The Silver Lantern Club, 
issue one. I'm absolutely any anything Hellboy. I'm, I'm interested in reading as much as that movie was uh, a bit of a letdown for a lot of people. From Vault, we have the last book you'll ever read, issue four, and the Rush. Is that the first issue? I think of that for that one. And then um, Aftershock, Joe. We got a couple of first issues that you wanted to highlight. Yeah, so one, uh, and this is just sort of like, I think I believe it's a one-off. It's from Colin Bunn, Jim Starlin, Frank Thierry, Joe Pruitt. This is a bit of an anthology book. Uh, so After Dark, number one, Tales from uh, Tales from the Crypt meets the Twilight Zone. Four tales of horror, lost souls, and things that go bump in the night. So one-off anthology or one-off horror book with a bunch of different stories in it. I mean, especially when one of them is Cullen Bunn, right? Yep. Well, one uh, one shocks that have been pretty impressive yeah. so far, especially when Cullen's on them. So yeah, this is yeah. I'm at, now keep keep paying attention to aftershock and if they announce anything because when we just a peek behind the curtain when Joe and I were getting our list together originally this was in the first half of the month yeah. then it got moved to the third week and then we saw the fourth week. So, yeah. you know, per League of Comic Geeks is where we get our layout for all of this shit. So This really has to come out in October, though, because this book doesn't yes. make any sense in November. Exactly. Uh, and then the lastly, the last book that comes out in the last week of October from Aftershock, Cross to Bear, number one, by Marco Stajanovic uh, and Sinisa Bonovic. Mm -hmm. uh, Jack the Ripper was never caught because no one was looking for him in the Wild West. Ooh. No one except the Order, an organization made up of descendants of the Crusaders sworn to eradicate the unnatural. In, in oh, in, this sounds in, in, in. fucking amazing, Joe. Yeah, that sounds so. Oh, I'm so in on that. Yeah. Um, real quick, just to circle back because I did mention the rush. That is the first issue of the rush uh, coming out the week of October 27th, and that is actually by Cy Spurrier. So that's uh, someone else who I, I like their work quite a bit. Yeah. All right, Joe. Uh, so as we mentioned for next week, we're going to be doing something uh, a little different with our omnibus issue. Okay, it's the 50th issue of TLDR Mainline. So Make sure you guys come prepared for that. Um, you make sure you listen to the Pineapple Boys. Change my mind as well. Pineapple Boys is, of course, on Thursdays. Make sure you follow Doc over on Twitch at Backcracker as well. Uh, anything else, Joe? That I'm oh, forgetting? That's it, baby. I, I, I'm pumped for the omnibus. Yes, it's going to be fun. And then, uh, so until then, Joe, stay sexy. You know it.